All right. Well, good evening, everybody. It is November 8th, and we are here yet again. We, uh, we came back. We're still around. Um, this week, we are actually going to be talking about the Elixni. Um, last week, we finished up Books of Sorrow, and we actually just finished voting, and our next week topic is going to be Vault of Glass. So I know that there's a yes. number of people in the chat right now that are pretty excited about that. But <laughs> but before we go before we go any further, let's introduce. You'll notice uh, people in the stream will notice we actually have a, they have an additional face on here. We are actually joined by Damoel, um, the the infamous Dreg defender. Dragologist. <laughs> so there he is, and then this is Blue again, and then Justin is here as well as Willie. So, Willie. yeah, then there's Willie. Willie. Oh, yeah. There you go. There he is. <laughs> I partially heard my, my name. So, yet, yet again, uh, just, you know, just for everyone who's just jumping in, um, our, normals, our normal schedules are Wednesdays at 10, but yet again, we're having a, a little bit of an odd week simply because this weekend is the Gift of Gaming event with the Dads of Destiny. We're actually yes. we're streaming at the same time, so we will be back tomorrow at ten. But we're going to actually be over on the Dads of Destiny channel. We haven't quite figured out what we're going to be doing, but that's where we're going to be tomorrow, and then also Saturday morning, really early in the morning. I think it's about one a.m. Central. Uh, we will be having a three-hour window at that point as well. So next week, hopefully, we'll be back on our normal Wednesdays at ten p.m. schedule, and that's. Just a quick reminder, as usual, every Friday for the the chat, every Friday we open up polls to vote our next topic. Like I said, this week, or this coming week, currently it just went started today, Vault of Glass is the topic. Um, Friday we'll run through the next route. And then the Focus Fire Chat just runs Tuesday to Tuesday. And, yeah, so this week we were talking about the Elixni. And we can just go ahead and get started, dudes. Justin, do you want to take us off on what do we know, you and you and Daniel? Uh, actually, do we want to kind of touch on what we did last week, or we good? We did the books of Sorrow. I think we did a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and the week before that. And the week before the week that. Before actually, that. <laughs> actually, to be fair, it was the week before was the books of Sorrow. The day before that was the books of Sorrow, and then two weeks before that was the books of Sorrow. So. Yeah, no. I think you're correct. We still there. didn't touch on everything I when know. I look back at it, you know? Shut up, you. Like, uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to be retouching. apologists. Yeah, we're going to be touching. We're going to come back and touch on stuff so many times, probably. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so... No, I think uh, what we know, what we know, the, the Elixni is kind of the precursor name for the Fallen. The Fallen was actually, by everything I can find, the Fallen is of a derogatory term that was kind of by the Awoken to refer to the Elixni. And uh, well, when they when Ver they exist, Verix, Verix calls himself calls them Fallen. Yeah, but his his but his, his doing that as an acceptance, right? Yeah, it's already they, been a name. I think there's one card where it, where he mentions the Awoken. And I can't remember who's speaking in it, but he's like, they call us fallen. They call us this. They call us, you know. And, uh, but 
either either way, fallen is the adopted term for them. Their actual name is the Elixni, which is the exact same race that we shoot in the head all day long on Earth, on Venus, and sometimes on Mars. Well, some of us do. Uh, yeah, some of us do. Some yeah. of us don't. We we do outreach. Some of us do. But yep. um, yep. <laughs> in in the clinic, thirty hours a week. But yeah, uh, demo. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you give us a little broad overview of the Elixni? Well, I'm particularly drawn to them because they seem the one race, uh, the one enemy that we have in Destiny that seems ripe for redemption. Um, I don't really see them in the same way as the others, which are like willful conquerors and aggressors. It's more like they were they were driven to this, and they're not particularly pleased with it themselves. I think a lot of them have forgotten kind of that they were once better than they are. But um, well, do you some wanna, of them haven't. Do you want to run through a basic timeline of where or how, how they got to become – how the Elixni became the Fallen? Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good start. Um, okay. uh, the current – I mean from what we can tell, they were uh, a traveler-born race uh, or traveler-raised race and the whirlwind occurs which is some event that tore their society apart and killed one of their more powerful leaders. Um, there's some supposition that, that that's Oryx um, and his taken. Uh, at this point, they seem to descend into some sort of piracy uh, because they rely on a substance called ether that they got from the Traveler who had abandoned them. Um, and they move on to conquer human settlements and despoil them and then eventually progress to earth where they attempt to retake their traveler correct and then so you know basically the basic timeline that we are and that's and yeah i agree there, there's a few details actually that kind of i think stand out too is that right after you know soon after the world what they call the whirlwind and also note, they call the Traveler, whenever you see Elixni text, they call it the Great Machine. Um, mm -hmm. You'll notice that Prime Servitors and actually all the Servitors are, they, they look like a Traveler, a mini Traveler. Yeah. A lot of people, there's a there's a very strong theory that that's by design. Um, oh, but I think. I, I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, I, I personally think it's 100%, but we don't ever, we don't have anywhere in text that says, you know, yes, this was, so... But it was it was shortly after the whirlwind came and destroyed their civilization that actually we know that there was a giant civil war that broke out amongst the well the newly termed fallen, um, and we, we're not really sure how long that civil war occurred. We do know that an, uh, at least two of the houses that we know about were actually eradicated during that. That was the, I believe it was House Stone, or no, House um, Scar and House Rain were yep. the ones that were believed to be completely destroyed. And there's there's a couple of interesting points about that, but we'll get into that in just a minute. But then they actually achieved a, a pretty tenuous piece, and it was also during that point that the current hierarchy of the houses was established. Because up until that point, before the whirlwind came, you know that the ether, you know, there's there's a number of Grimoire cards that that refer to the ether as flowing freely. They didn't have to create the ether. And so they didn't need the structure that 
allows the prime servitor be to become such a prominent godlike figure in their culture because they didn't they didn't need a production basis for it it just was there so it was during that civil war that that kind of i think i i get the feeling that during the civil war and it, during that peace process maybe even as a part of that peace process the current hierarchy where you have a kel an archon and a, a prime servitor which we can again we'll get into that a little bit later but i think that that's the hierarchy that kind of came about as part of that and then after that after achieving the peace kind of part of that achievement of peace was the realization that they kind of came to as a species that said you know what we need to go get this great machine back and it kind of gave them a a unified goal to work towards so they did. They they loaded up their catches. They got their skiffs. You know, which are the catches are the giant the giant ships. You know, the most famous one is the one that we know of from the I believe it's the Winter House Winter, mm -hmm. um, which we just leave lying there. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> uh, there's so much wrong with that. But so so that's that's a catch. It's a giant ship, and then there's skiffs, um, which are the smaller ships that you often see during those public events, which is the extraction crews. Those are skiffs. Um, so they they get in their catches, and each each kel has a catch, and then that's where the house is how you know that's where the house is housed. And they leave their they leave their solar system. Now we you know, there's a lot of theory right now whether or not we've encountered the entirety of the fallens. If there weren't any left behind, we know that not all of them follow a house. You know, Tanix doesn't. There's there's references of numbers. The house exiles don't follow a Kel, but there's a number of barons and a number of captains that are supposedly just kind of freelance members of their society. So they they don't all follow houses, and given the kind of the loose nature of their their society it's not entirely with with there's not a lot of doubt in my mind that some of them you know during the journey were like you know what we're we're good we found a planet that's kind of habitable we're just gonna stay here but so they arrive in our solar system now ironically they arrive in our solar system pretty shortly after our own what we call the collapse and pretty much they see they find the the traveler you know on earth and they basically don't really hesitate they kind of dive right into an attack upon the last city uh this is actually the house of devils is is up is on the surface the leader it turns out that actually it's the house of kings kind of playing each other off but they launch into a pretty successful war against the city until Battle of Six Fronts, which is, you know, the, the infamous battle where a number of Guardians became rather famous. You have the Iron Lords, you have Saint-14, you have, you know, our favorite person, Osiris. And <coughs> Six Fronts is a victory for the city, and it kind of puts the... It, it seems like it puts the Fallen back on their heels. Then that follows up with Twilight Gap, and that kind of breaks Head the... Tide. Yeah, it, where it, the where the where the Awoken Queen sort of throws uh, them on their heels. Yeah, so and there's there's a number of so actually there's there's a number of theories also. The House of Wolves was actually supposed to be at six fronts. Well, the Queen intervened, and you know as we know from the House of Wolves DLC, she eradicated the Kell and kind of used the infighting to basically bring them to heel and took them as her own. Well. So that prevented them from actually even landing. They never even got to Earth, um, in the in the sense that they never got when they were the, still the unified House of Wolves. 
because she, for whatever reason, she stepped in and stopped them. And so, you can actually read that whole thing. Um, there's a series called The McGrader, which is supposed to be <laughs> chapters of the book that, mm-hmm. you know, show Marisol when she uses the Harbingers against them. When Petra went ahead and went, disobeyed orders maybe a little bit, yeah. got some people killed, but There's got the job more. done. There's a couple of interesting theories on that, too. Well, and we actually do know what her motivation was. Her motivation right. was to save Earth. Right, uh, and she also... What, why, but right. we don't know. But And I think the other the other thing was, I think the understanding was that the Guardians were going to either back away or, oh, well, they can regenerate themselves. That didn't work out so well. But, so, and then, so after Six Fronts, <clears throat> then there's Twilight Gaps, which destroys the Alliance. Like, that basically just kind of confirms to that uh, the other houses that, yeah, we're better off just kind of doing our own approach. Like, we have our own way to do this, and we kind of were listening to you because the kings were kind of maneuvering us, and the devils were really powerful. And... You got you got your head caved in, so you're not very powerful anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, your Kel's dead. But um, and that kind of brings us to well, it doesn't bring us to the current point in game, but it brings us to the start of Destiny, where it which is where our guardian is kind of reborn, and then of course you know most of us have played the storyline of Destiny. We can get into that you know a little bit later, but that's that's the basic background that I was able to piece together. It should, it should also be noted that like a lot of their actions are rooted in almost incoherent rage, as we can tell from the cards. Um, That's, yeah. Skolas's point of view cards are the best example of this, where he's just the cusp of rational, but obviously so far gone that he can't really see it. Yeah, it's hard to tell if he's delusional or prophetic. It's... Yeah. Well, his Kelakel stuff, I think, is desperation. I'm more talking the card where uh, the nine release him, <laughs> and he's ranting oh, about. Yeah, he's not happy. He's ranting about the rage and and how mistreated his people are. And I think that the funny thing is that they're so angry they didn't even think about asking to see if they could share the traveler. Like I don't think that was even a. No, I don't think it even entered into their. They just. I mean, they they. And I, oh, think, that, I think part of it is they might, well, and we know from, you know, the current, the recent raid thing, you know, the Kell of Stone, his, where's the great machine? Where's the great machine? I mean, I think that there's also a, maybe a level of perception of they were abandoned. And so they might, they might not want to, they might not want necessarily the traveler back to lead them. They might want revenge a little bit. I, I think it's less that, I think that the, the analogy that, Bungie is going for there is is really the descent into a dark age where you can't even see a savior if they walk by. Right there. And that's what I get to, you know. They even though the traveler abandoned them, they still consider it the great machine. Yeah. And we don't, we don't know exactly what this either is. It could be even made out of light. Doubtful. I think they might even say that something in the grimoire that proves me wrong there, but these, well, I think the but their mindset is this is their great machine. See these, they're feel like we're not kind of like the way that Evil Rat 
felt about the dragons and the books of sorrow. I was actually just about to say that. And, and her gods. You know, we, we should not have to share this. These are ours. You know, so maybe they want to lock the traveler up to make sure he doesn't go anywhere again. But, oh, well, she, but... Is she? There's no proof it's Alpha Loop. I don't... That's another time. <laughs> Let's move on here. I was just, I was just copying. Dan is know, a person. Trade lives matter. So one theory that I discussed with somebody on Reddit is that the ether may very well be light, and it may very well be the effect of long-term traveler alliance, right? Because there's a lot of signs that Earth didn't have the traveler for that long before whatever it is caught us. Um, because there's a card, one of my favorites in particular, where it discusses how technology had advanced at kind of weird rates, which to me speaks that we didn't have it long enough for things to stabilize, right? It just handed us a bunch of technology and things went kind of nuts. Um, so perhaps the Elixni had it for long enough that their biology actually adapted to light, and that's what ether is. Yeah. Right. You're very well being. I mean, at the same time, when you look at it, when you pop their heads off, that, that glorious sight there, <laughs> it is very bright, yep. like light, or glimmer, which I can't remember what the exact breakdown of glimmer is supposed to be, but I know it's traveler-related. Uh, it's programmable matter. Yeah, the, glimmer is programmable I, matter. It's like so nanotech, it nanotech. Yeah, they were eating light this whole time. And now they have these servitors that make them kind of like, instead of having a steak, they have like a soybean, big shape, not good thing. <laughs> That's actually why they're angry. I think it's yeah, more Yeah, you know, they, 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 it's they just want their meat, the but they're stuck with soybeans. <laughs> I'd want to kill people too, you know, give me my steak back. You know, that's my cow. <laughs> they've, yeah. been, they've been forced to become vegans. No, uh, well, but the, a better analogy is they're like cats that have been forced to become vegan. Yeah, actually, their catnip has been taken away. Yeah, ether was actually long considered to be the fifth element. I mean, there was there yeah, was scientific like, theory for a long time yeah. thinking that ether permeated all matter. I mean, that it was the base of everything. Now that was largely well, I mean, proven. That was one of the reasons why we thought it might be light, because like light is a good analogy for that fifth element. Right. And I mean and also there's you know, there's tons of into the ether claims, you know. Yep. And stuff like that. So but yeah, that's a actually a really um, good point. Actually, uh but the the one thing that ether equals light always give me a gives me a problem with, you've got the the servitors who are actually controlling the flow of ether to the different classes of fallen how do they still have it if it's light well the travelers we, left them and we know that they they there's so we know that they create ether from base base um materials that are ceremoniously given to the servitors through an unknown process mm -hmm. so i mean we know that they actually create it and it, that's why, actually, I'm kind of thinking that maybe it's it is kind of similar to Glimmer, because we know that Glimmer is somewhat created too, but we know it's not created. Or is Glimmer created, or was Glimmer? Is There's it a lot of discovered. I can't remember off the top of my head on that one. Glimmer. And either, and I have um, 
Well, I mean, Glimmer exists on Earth, so right. we can surmise that it's not natural. Is it? It's not natural? Okay. Because, I mean, it doesn't exist on our Earth, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I got you. I'm, I'm following that. Yeah. But does it... Is it a... Is it a... I guess in this realm, is it a natural compound? All right, let's see. This is what go. it says about Glimmer. It's a... Per- Programmable matter called Glimmer serves as one of the city's basic currencies. With the right inputs in an energy source, Glimmer can be transmuted into nearly anything. It makes it precious to the city's industries and artisans. That value, in turn, makes Glimmer a useful means of exchange, especially for those who venture beyond the city's walls. Uh, it says it passes through an economic lifestyle. It comes from reclaimed Golden Age stashes and technology. Okay. Whether so my, a tiny mechanism or an underground load seeded by ancient machines. So my assessment of it is that it's not uh, at all naturally reoccurring. It was created. Right. No, I, yeah. I just I think it I is really remember off the top of my head if like that was... Nanotech, nanotech. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I've always, I've always, I mean, and we know that it's nano, I mean, that's one of the basic explanations of how you carry so many guns <laughs> over, actually, is yeah. nanotechnology that, because that's... I do want to point out, Matt. Bungie points out kindergartens uh, complaining in this Glimmer card. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading it now, it no. says, newborn guardians often complain that they should be issued high quality gear for free. <laughs> Are they not, after all? <laughs> Fighting for the future of the city. <laughs> yep. We never complained. What are you talking about? Well, we uh, we were vanilla Destiny. You know, we were just false. like, ooh, look at this game. Yeah. No. No, they're actually there. There's actually. I'll I'll leave the I'll leave the real world out for a little bit after this one. But um, there was a 19th century um, theory, and it included a a matter called luminiferous ether and that was before they understood how light acted as a wave and a particle so they they created you know small minds um they just created this luminiferous ether which was like a taxi cab that would kind of um transmit the light through the empty space from where it was emitted to where it was reflected. And they, they, you know, equated all that to this luminiferous ether, which light bearing, and it literally means light bearing ether, which is pretty crazy. So anyways, (laughs) ether, ether actually is important to everything when it comes to fallen. And I just lost my note. Where'd it go? Did I make you lose your name? Yep. No, it's on the opposite side, and I can't read through the page. Now I'm so sure I'd also we like will end up finding out what it is. I'm actually not 100% sure that the servitors are complicit in the control of the fallen. I'm not 100% sure that they're the actually... The servitors or the prime servitor? The well, servitors. Well, the servitors yeah. definitely, and possibly even the prime servitor. They're the spigot from which the ether flows, are they not? Well, They're, they okay, are, but so what I'm curious yeah, about is uh, how much how much input they have on the dominance of the of fallen. The Kells, because you have to understand. So that's 
So the uh, okay. So the way the hierarchy. I guess we can talk about this. The hierarchy of the houses, right? At the very, very well. Yeah, let's start at the bottom. At the bottom, you have dregs. You know, the the lowest of the low. There's there's a reason they're called dreg. They're called dregs for a reason. They're actually they they all right. They all fallen and all electricity have four arms. The dregs actually have their lower two arms docked in an extremely degrading ritual, and painful. they and pain, yeah, extremely painful, extremely humiliating, and basically they're cannon fodder. That that is what they are. Now, if a dreg manages to survive, it is culturally allowed by their higher ups to regrow their arms. Now we know that they can regrow their arms, um, whether it's natural or via ether we don't know but they are allowed to regrow their arms and they become a vandal now a vandal is your skilled workers your your kind of your artisans they're they're kind of like a i want to say like a minor knight i guess in in a militaristic sense or a non-commanding officer like they're 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 the middle tier and then obviously you have different skill levels of vandals now a vandal ultimately wants to become and prove himself or herself or itself, whatever it is, to become a, what we call captains. And Damo and I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we got jumped online. Captain's kind of a misnomer because they don't really captain anything, but they are in control of what's called a crew. And a crew is comprised of, and I don't really have a hard number, but it's a grouping of vandals and dregs. Well, especially since they're based on pirates, I assume there is no hard number. I assume it evolves yeah, it's just kind of yeah. based on stature. And, and then I'm assuming that if, if a captain gets a big enough crew, um, they become, well, it's assumed that they would become a baron, which is a baron is the exact same as a captain with the difference that they captain, they actually captain a skiff. They command a skiff. So they're actually kind of captains, but I'm not going to get into the semantics of that. Um, Above the barons is kind of what I've started calling the triumvirate of the, the house. It's the Kel, the Archon, and the Prime Servitor. Now, it's interesting here because they all have to be there for the house to actually work because of the, the functions that they each pull. And it's, it's really actually kind of like the Roman triumvirate. They all hate each other. Like, they, they do not like each other, which is actually the function of the Archon, is to make sure that the other two don't try to kill each other. And the Archon's also the chief engineer, and he fixes all the machines of the house. But his primary function is actually as mediator between the Kel and the Prime Servitor. And the, the important part of that is the Prime Servitor is responsible for pretty much one thing, and that's generating ether. Now, the Prime Servitor also has the capacity to, through some fashion, create what we call minor servitors, which are also capable of creating ether. And I, I don't, I don't remember. Can a minor servitor become a Prime Servitor? Is it no, able to upgrade? I don't, I don't think. There's it only is. one I think example. The prime, of a prime Servitor is already. Because I mean, uh, when you you look at the Servitor card, and it tells you that, and interestingly enough. <clears throat> They're living relics from the once mighty fallen civilization. So they're old machines from back when the fallen were still the elixir. Right. You know, well, they're it, packed with ultra sophisticated machinery 
They process matter and energy into the ether and the fallen depend on it for their life. And, uh, and it's important to note that the minor servitors are all, I view them as pretty much mindless autonomy of the yeah, prime basically. servitor. Like they, they don't really, they're not independent. They follow the programming and functionality of the prime servitor. There's not really, and, and shanks are the same. Shanks don't really, shanks aren't in the hierarchy because shanks are literally the pit dog, the pit bulls. Like they just, they, they're, they are literal cannon fodder. They send them to scout, and they don't really care if it comes back because it's just a machine to them. Yeah, it's just transmitting data back. Um, but the interesting thing is then the Kel. So the Kel is the Kel is often perceived as the major leader because, from the house's perspective, the Kel is the political leader. He's he's responsible for dealing with the other houses and also, to a degree, dealing with the internal, you know problems of the of his own house but he's also he also contain or he also has on his presence what we call it's called a cipher and it's and every kel has their own cipher which is what we kind of find out which is also interesting because that's what Varix through the prison of elders is after is the elder cipher the important thing about the cipher is that is the spigot through which the ether flows so what that translates into is the prime servitor really only creates ether. It doesn't really have any say in who gets the ether. No, that all that all goes to the kel, which is why as you go up in the ranks, the fallen get bigger. That's why, like when you when you have the Venus strike with the with the archon, that archon is giant, is because as you achieve higher ranks, you get gifted more ether. It's kind of it, one of the one of the things that we made a point in the chat it's it's kind of like how the hive work except in the hive the light that they collect is collected by thralls and then passed up through tithing here it's collected at the top and passed down through a perverted meritocracy i guess i don't really I, it's not really i mean it's kind of it's it's up to the kel who gets what, but it's known that the higher ranks get more ether, therefore they can grow bigger. And I, Well, and depends. in this case, it's probably like oh. less less tribute or anything like that, and probably more uh, an attempt to keep the powerful powerful. Right, right like, exactly. And, I, and, and Pins, Pins just put it up, you know, that he asked, is that is it just the captains and above that can blink? And from what we've seen, yes, but if you understand that ether is equal to power, that would kind of make sense. Because yep. the captains would be probably kind of the minimum level, you know, thinking about oh. it from a fourth, fourth outside the fourth wall. The captain would be the minimal minimum level in which they could achieve that ability. Yeah, I'm beginning to think it's actually the uh, the prime who decides how everything is distributed. I mean, sure, no, it's the definitely the Kel. They make I, a big I mean, deal. They make a big deal that the Kel has a personal cipher that only he can distribute. So, like, the Prime, I mean, I could see the, the decision on who gets it maybe arbitrarily being between the three. Well, yeah, well, you but, look at it. On, on the Servitor card, it says all the Servitors are attached to the Prime. And a massive Servitor, well, the Prime is the massive Servitor. And it has a clear, unclear symbiosis with the Archon. Right. And then, you know, I think this is where you're saying that the Archon kind of plays Peacekeeper. Says well, the Archon the, conveys the Kel's wishes to the Prime, and he exerts some measure of control. 
Because you also but, have to remember that the Prime Servitor is in the Fallen realm. Not the, and there's an important distinction here. The Elixni are not the Fallen. The Fallen were formerly Elixni. And I think that's important because I don't think in the Elixni society that, the, that this power structure would work because they didn't have a limited supply, if that makes sense. But it well, it, it is definitely an exploitative system, right? Right, and 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 that's that's my that's kind of my point is like it. We've had multiple comments about the ether flu for you know it was like the utopian idea, the milk and honey and all that. But um, it's the the prime servitor is viewed as a god figure because it creates literally it creates the mana that they survive on. It is it is literally a mana machine. And they can't survive without it. So it, <clears throat> the Prime Servitor derives power from the ability that, you know, it kind of has the, the winning hand when it comes to, you don't like me, I'm just not going to create ether. <laughs> but, well, so but there's a few things that are, so we know that they can survive without a Prime Servitor because we yeah. killed devils and they're still around. Kind of. And wolves haven't had one in a long time, which we find out during the story missions, when they resurrect theirs, and we kill it again. Well, we kill it, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, but I don't think that, then that's what I was saying, is I think the servitor, the servitors, the minor servitors, I think, are also able to create ether. I just don't think that they create it in such a, I think the prime servitor serves as a, um, a streamlining machine so that the minor I think the minor servitors are actually the creation process or the creation machines but the prime servitor synchronizes those machines together so that the most ether can be created if that makes that sense. Might be, that might be true but and so like the minor servitors could still create ether they just can't create it in, in the same quantities as if they had a prime to synchronize their creation process so that in makes, the whole that makes sense that's how I kind of view it. Well, and so one it, of the it, things that I was saying when we started this is that I'm not 100%. So we don't have any examples of servitor behavior, really. That's, yeah. They're, they're the only part of the fallen society that we have not been able to observe. Because we only see one and we kill it, but we don't really see what's going on except that there's a bunch of fallen lying down before it and praying. So it's entirely possible that the servitors behave in a manner that we don't understand, and they may or may not be as complicit in the the darkness that the the Elixni have partaken in. That's and that's yeah, that's a fair point. So if we equate comes out once again, it says servitors when it says they have complex relationships with each other as well as their fallen crew. It makes me sound. It sounds like they don't even like anybody, you know. It's just like, oh, well, that's I'm kind of what I'm saying. To... So, like, what if they're operating on the old paradigms that the that the the traveler laid down, right? Mm -hmm. Which is going to be utopia and peace and happiness, right? That might explain why they need translators and stuff to get their to get the ether out of them, because the right. the servitors aren't going to be happy about like the and way the fallen are living. That could be why the archon exists. Yeah. Is to to placate the servitors to keep them in line because the I mean it, I always viewed the Kel as kind of the the brain I mean they're the, the the first thing is they're the political leaders like they they're the ones that are calling the shots 
And so to me, that always kind of translated into they're they're the ones that are kind of if there's going to be a a point of perversion of the society, I think it's going to stem from them. Oh, for sure. And I think that's intentional because I think they're they're supposed to be tyrannical figures. And I think that's what we're supposed to see is that it's they're the the problem. And the and the other you know and Willie, kinda of to your point too, the other the other the other response I would make is <clears throat> remember the Archon is the master mechanic. Well, what is a servitor? It's a giant machine. Like right. well and we don't even know a hundred percent that they are proper mechanics because well, that's, there's a that's lot of sure. subtext that the Elixni may not even know how their machines work anymore. Well, I would say that the Archons are going to probably be the closest to a, a mechanic as an Elixni. Right, but what I'm, where I'm, what I'm aiming for right. here is, I don't know if you're familiar with Warhammer, but it's sort of like, I sort of see them as like tech priests where they, it's oh, almost... Oh, yeah, okay. Right, they're they're almost following a set of paradigms more than anything else. I actually, uh, I view the Archon as almost like the shaman. You may have the king or the the military leader who has control over his over his charges and everything. But if the person who is the conduit to the deity says that there will be no war on this day, you know, I mean, he's he's the right. the choke point to their. It's not they don't they worship it almost like a deity, but it's not their. One true deity. That's well, actually, Ar- go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say that's where the Archon fits in for me. He's he's like the uh, the mystic. He he can speak to the servitor. He's almost yeah. like our speaker. Yes, and I I agree. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the thing he's speaking to may not even exist, so to speak. True. Like they may they may be interpreting signals from the machines as deity responses, but in fact, the machines just kicking out, you know, yeah. kicking out data. Right. Yeah, because they, they're known as high priests, the archons. You know, you'll yeah, notice right. all the archons are supposed to be the priests. And you look at the uh, Rixus Devil Archon card, and it tries to describe archons for the most part. Tells you that they're, it's, you don't know if they are the caretakers like Blue saying of the primes, or if they are pretty much a puppet like somebody that we know may be a puppet for the traveler. And Oryxus, for example, he he collects skulls of dead guardians and he gives them to whichever prime he he serves. So, you know, for for all he's like, yeah, well, maybe these skulls are making it happy. And maybe the prime's just looking at him like, well, I guess the Seether's making you happy, so... Hey, I asked for apples. Why are you giving me heads? <laughs> um, so I if, just wanted some WD-40. <laughs> Stop killing people. If, <laughs> One uh, is not... <laughs> if light... If ether is their light, it, are, the, are the servitors just their workaround for losing the traveler? Because it, That's it the way that, I see it. It, well, it can't just it be that because they existed yeah, before. Yeah, I think it's I think it's way more complex though because, I mean, just just look at the biology, right? Ether is, ether, it is their air. Like they they cannot survive with it, and we know, you know, just look at what happened with our our own, you know, the humans when the traveler came. We were already in existence. Like we had already depend. We are we were already dependent on oxygen. 
you know, the the way I kind of view it is, it's kind of like I think you guys, I think Will, Willie was it you that said it's like the Geth, or no, was that something else? I can never, I don't know. Uh, when I, I, don't I was know referring effect. to the uh, I don't to the Vex being like yeah, the Geth okay. and the fact that they're all one mind. We'll get into that next okay. week. Trust yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually view them as kind of like kind of uh, Halo, the Grunts. You know, they have the methane yes. mask. That's and and it it calls to point with the fallen. They all wear masks. Like I view the ether as kind of the not just air. It's also kind of a steroid thing, obviously, because that's what depends on what. The, well, no, it could be oxygen too. I mean, you deprive somebody of oxygen, they they're going to die, strong. and they're going to get smaller. Yeah, but you don't give somebody enough. You give someone too much oxygen, they die as well. You know, they don't get. Huge. And that's and that's true. And, and it's, well, it's, it's, it's actually it's a, horror, it's, a, it's a form of doping. Well, yeah, just ask. <laughs> that's uh, the, I mean, that's what the way I'm looking at it at this point is. I, I just don't think is... that ether is light. I think it's. I think it's literally air to them. But what I was but saying a... is, it could be. It, the only way I can see it to be light, because I kind of agree, is if, like I said, they had lived with it for so long that it's part of their biology. Right. Right. We don't have any example of that in humanity, and for all we know, it's a thing that the traveler abandoned when it came to humanity, because, no, that's or true. it could, or it, but so like the the thing that makes me think it has something to do with the traveler is how did they get by before the traveler? Well, but if they're and if they're in a world that produces ether naturally, but then you know, I mean, I, I, but then why is like was that just a unique event? Why couldn't yeah, they find? I another? mean, I mean, we have. Uh, for, Jesus, look at any any random planet in the entire universe. You're going to have a random, random atmosphere. I mean, well, sure, if but it I mean, has we can atmosphere. barely see we can barely see percent like like any huge percent of it, and we already have some Earth like very Earth like possibilities. And, and and that's true exactly. I, mean, and I think it, you look I think at it, it. No, go ahead. Let, let's go back to the glimmer. You know. The glimmer was, is created essentially by, from what I'm reading, as far as glimmer goes, glimmer is starting to look a lot more like either. Mm-hmm. It, it's from our golden age, and we use it to power things, not ourselves like the Elixni do. But well, maybe in because a way, I mean, in a way we do because have that your, embedded your... in the back of your head. Don't eat the penny. Don't eat well, the glimmer. But I mean, but, the other thing is, is what do you derive light from? It's your equipment. Your light power is driven from your equipment. Yeah. Well, that's the stat. That's not no, the but stat. yeah, that's that's a dangerous area because I, we it know is that a people have. Area, but... We know that people have a light value, to, so to say, before they're even raised. That's true. Well, the, yeah, that's true. I like to think of the lower light as the paracausal ability, as, and it right. it certainly seems like the fallen have retained a few of those. I mean, you got captains blinking to and fro. Um, and I definitely see in the Fallen a a early version of what the Guardians have perfected. No, have you seen the the similarities between like? Oh yeah, what no, is that's, it, but that's what, what I mean the, is the Striker um, shot. Well, what is it? The Spike Grenade, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the the Shock Grenade of the Fallen. And right, but got, that's that's what I mean is I I see that's the, like Arc Energy. Right. Well, it, it is arc energy, is I should say. But the captains yeah. have the blink. They have blink, and I mean anybody who has fought a captain knows that that's exactly what they do, and they always manage to run around the corner when you're about to kill them. It's the most annoying thing in the world. But 
just like blink. Um, but that's what I mean. I think, I think you can kind of, I kind of always took that as it's kind of the test subject. You know, we became guardians from the traveler and I'm assuming that the tra- this is not the first time that the traveler has done this dance, like not, not created guardians, but given something, I mean, obviously it's given technology. So, I mean, I could see the, you know, the captains, quote unquote, the captains there as being, you know, early test subjects for certain abilities, like Blink, you know. I just, I totally see that. And that would explain why they have some abilities. And then you have the, you know, the Taken Vandals, who have the freaking shields. That's more of Orcs being a douche than it's being the... the I'm going to say this about Glimmer again. New Glimmer comes from reclaimed Golden Age stashes (laughs) and technology... Whether a tiny mechanism or an underground load seeded by ancient machines. Now that, once again... No, that's a good that, point. Seeded by machines. Oh, exactly. So we well, but that could just from... mean that it is fallen, or uh, it is nanotech, right? Because that would mean that there's a factory just sitting down there producing those nanites. Right, but I mean, what if ether is nanotech? Exactly. I mean, sure. it says we use it as a power source. We use it for a ton of different things. Yeah, because it, no, be, it can be transmuted into anything. I, I can't believe how many times I've overlooked this card, and I keep looking at it now, and it no, says it right no, here. Glimmer can be transmuted this. into nearly anything. <laughs> nearly anything, you know? It's basically... And weapons. Yeah, weapons, armor, everything. That's why it takes Glimmer to upgrade almost food. anything. Food? But I'm <laughs> well, so we think. Yeah, we don't know about the food part. And don't eat. Don't eat the is, glimmer. Don't eat the glimmer, Willie. I want to eat the glimmer. Far more than food, right? It is right. much more like they are they are asphyxiated without it than. Well, and stuff. I think that, and I, that's I definitely agree with that. I think it's it's their their sustenance because that's again that's why they wear the helmets that they wear, so. But but the the other thing that breaks it is that I don't think that the people in the city I think that they largely don't have access to glimmer. <laughs> like I don't think it I, exists for them. I don't think glimmer is is for the common individual. I would agree is not a. It's it's not the common currency used below the tower. I get yeah. the no, it's not. Because it, it, it says go, here it is the, the engine city. that keeps the city's economy turning. Right. I mean, but I imagine it, that they might see some meager, like, meager say that, of it, but... And they probably work with it, because, like, the foundries, a couple of the weapons talk about using small amounts of reprogrammable matter and things like that. So they probably work with it, but I don't imagine... I think it's just a currency from us, because it incentivizes actually, us to go find it, well, right? In the it does say it serves as one of the city's basic currencies, not the tower. You know, you'd think they would specify the tower. I think we're going to have to have a focus tower uh, on Glimmer. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna end yeah, up. That's gonna have to happen. Let me just put so, one thing there, though. In all well, throughout history, there have been cr- basic currencies. Don't that start the this argument. Don't start no, this I, argument. It's not an argument. I just want to put, I just this, put going, this out there. This is, this is the last comment. The black for market to think argument. about is that all throughout history, there have been basic currencies that the people, so to speak, have not had access to. Right. Yep. Gold was the basic currency for a lot of medieval Europe. That's the peasants true. never saw it. They saw silver and pewter. Or if they were lucky, they saw silver. Yeah. A lot of them saw tin. Yeah. Or wood. Yeah. 
So fool's gold. let's just put that out there. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I guess that is wood. Or... Yeah. I don't think that glimmer is uh, the same thing as ether. I think that ether is of far more importance, and I do think that it's worth discussing and trying to figure out if it existed before the traveler shows up. Had yeah, I think it had to. Well, again, it it could, but it could also be like I said that they adapted to it so critically that it was part of their biology. Right. Well, and, like and we don't. I guess that's true. Yeah. No. 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 That's a that's a good point. Yeah. And so, like. There has to be a reason why the Traveler chose dead people to turn into Guardians. And part of that may be the the relationship between giving the light to the Elixni and then becoming dependent on it. Oh. That's a good point. Um, so, the Traveler is a, is a giant drug dealer? Well, no, no, the Traveler is a giant <laughs> necromancer. It's what the traveler is. Well, so what I'm trying to say is it's more like it's a giant evolution machine. Right. And it may be aware that the Elixni, that it had to leave the Elixni. And it may be aware that, oh, that was probably a bad call. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Let's try something else next time. Yeah. Because, like, it is kind of weird that the traveler picks dead people, right? I always just viewed us as liches. Well, but why? Because that's what we are. But why would well, you yeah, pick no, that? And and it's also really interesting. Well, uh, do we want to go down that road? Nah, let's let's not. Okay, we can. We can <clears> I think I think actually I am going to toss in guardian races uh, as one of the potential focus fire topics because there has been a couple people who have asked for it. So, and I would just do guardians. Like you could guard, do yeah, guardians. That'd probably be a good one. <clears throat> so races, let's, classes, everything. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we can just go insane on that one. But okay, so let's let's back up a little bit and go back to, you know, something else that we know is the houses, right? This is this is actually kind of cool for me because this kind of gets more into the political structure of it. And hang on, real quick, I got all these houses written down. So, because <laughs> there's actually more than I thought there were. Mm-hmm. I've so, heard of yeah, there's there's a bunch oh, of houses. There's, in. there's so many big cool props to the House of Kings because they seem to be the smartest ones kings, out of the lot when you read are, about them. Kings are oh my gosh, they're the Machiavellis. Okay, so just just real quick, we have these are the known houses, and we know that there are some houses that we don't know that were lost in the whirlwind in the Civil War that kind of came after that. So we know of the House of Devils. We know House Exile. And we'll, we'll, we'll go into more detail on each of these houses in a minute. So we have Devils, we have Exile, we have Judgment, Kings, Rain, Scar, excuse me, Stone, Winter, and Wolves. Now, of those, the three that, are, the, the three that might surprise people because they aren't in the game are House Rain, House Scar, and House Stone. How Stone just recently came into the game with the Taken King, and that's through no. the weapons? No. The... No, How Stone was around before that. Oh, was it? Okay. I know, well, I know that there's one, the Broken Varex, Crown, right? Varex I can't believe you're forgetting one of the most important houses of the Elixni era. What about the House Judgment, man? Where's the love there? You said that. You said, that. You said House Judgment. I did not hear judgment. No, I'm going to um, listen to this one. The House of Stone <laughs> mentioned in, in vanilla text from Varix. He mentioned them in one of his lines. Okay, you're, you're right, you're right. 
Okay, but um, so the inter- just real quick, the interesting thing. So the Kel of Kells madness, that actually came from House Rain. That's like it might the, not be that, madness. Well, it's not, well, it's not really madness. It's a prophecy that kind of came about because they were kind of pissed about something else. But it's the Kel of Kells prophecy was from House Rain, and I think House Rain was destroyed by House Winter, I want to say. It's the, one of them was, there was a big infight between Rain and Scar. Stone yeah, was just. I think they, they killed each other, right? Yeah. Well, one of them was killed by Winter, and then, well, one of them was killed by Winter, and I think the other ones was just destroyed from something. Yeah. And then Stone was destroyed by the Whirlwind. Well, probably. Well, the Kel on that was at the very least. least. The Kel was nom nommed. So interest. So interestingly enough, well, the only ones that we know actually the Archon or the Prime Servitor from Stone. Well, that's true. No. That's true, and that's and that's that is a fair point. Stone is not confirmed that it's completely extinct. We do know that the Kel was. Well, it's safe to assume that the Kel was destroyed. And interestingly enough, the only ones that we know existed before Belchers. the world were Stone and Rain Ooh. and Judgment and Judgment. Yeah. So, so possibilities exist that some of the some of the ones that we call by certain names now could very well be creations or well remnants of the others. You think? Yes. Yeah, because house well house sounds like the the house of prophecies because in the Kell of Kells card, Varric says house rain lost in whirlwind, no survivors, but I keep their prophecies. Yeah. Which sort of solidifies judgment as record keepers and arbiters. Very uh, well, and also. Actually. And then also because they, um, they kind of, so that whole hierarchy of the houses works for every house except for judgment. Judgment mm-hmm. kind of was in every house. There was it kind of was like there was a, you would have a, I guess a, a baron. I don't know really. They were kind of outside. They were the, the only house that had no kill. Right. They were because they were standards and practices. The, yeah, they they, they, they were had in someone with houses. everyone. They were over Which is what I was saying. It's it's very Chinese in their wandering judges, right? right? That's a way right. that That is that is I That's the way the Chinese functioned, as that their mm-hmm. judges were also their police officers. And it was a huge system, like their system was much closer to a justice system because it was all about accountability and responsibility versus a legal system more closer to what America has, where it's about the letter of the law. Right. Which is what it sounds like judgment is. And it looks like all these other guys after the uh after the traveler left, they went absolutely crazy, you know. Yeah, well I think everyone just panicked. <clears throat> Says here, yeah, exactly. Whirlwind ripped away the past, all honor lost, all hope, judgment not enough, can't keep the wolves from the kings, scar from winter, fell to fighting, fell to hate. And then they they end up. It's the other fallen houses. Judgment's over here, trying to say, guys, we need to stick together, and everybody ends up slaughtering them instead, except for Varix, you know. And so poor Varix is the last one, but he still holds on, and that's what actually makes me like Varix as a character. After I started looking into his grimoire, because at first when House of Wolves comes out as a player, it's like this 
you have this fallen that's here. You never really trust him in the first place because of everything you read about him being bad. And then you have Eric's over here. Where is your ship guardian? <laughs> you know, it's like you know he's the he's the reef's cade. Yeah, yeah, that's like, how I view him. But still, mind your business. That's my ship. Yeah. Worry about your own there's ship. There's also the card. There's the card where he. Uh, where Petrol say he he tries to get her killed with bad intel, and she knows it, and then they they kind of have, have a back and forth. Yeah, and so, then she sends us. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and also remember <laughs> that Petra has a bad rap when we get to her. Yes, Petra. Is I think that is actually herself. relevant because I think that's important, and maybe why Varys is, is doing that because that's Varys's way is to like Petra. that's how he screwed Skolas, right? right? He gave him bad intel, and Skolas got wrecked. That's very true. And he did it on purpose. Skolas ends up finding out, which is why when he gets released, that's the one who he's thinking about just destroying Varix because he betrayed him. Yep. And then Varix betrays him again by helping us hunt him down. So and the ship thing I actually think is important, and I think it's somewhat innocuous, because I think that part of that is that they honestly don't know how ships work anymore. Right. And I think that I think they. It's actually curiosity more than wanting. Well, to I think escape. he wants to find a new way to get ships that aren't Archon controlled. Oh, that's well, and that that goes into the other theory that we had about the Elder Cipher and him in the House Exile. Yeah, which is also an interesting thing because I'm looking at the uh, the picture for the Grimoire card. So I I never actually put this together, but he's actually wearing the colors of House Exile. Is he? Yeah, he's wearing green and gold. Well, that's judgment as well. <laughs> well, and I guess, I mean, so yeah, but I mean, House Exile is green and gold. He's wearing judgment colors. Stop it, Blue. Stop but it. So is Exile. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the other the other fun part about Varix is he never denies being called Kel of Kells. No, there's, he doesn't. There's... So I think that's more nervousness and shyness. I and, think, I like... want to say that's true, but I just, I found that very interesting that like, he's like, oh, look, a monitor. I'm just going to stop talking to you. Because that was, yeah. uh, it was one of the House of Wolves card. I'll have to yeah. find it here in a second. But it's like, Petra's like, uh, you would, you think you're the Kel of Kells. And he's like, oh, look, a monitor. Oh, look, the Guardian. Like, maybe you're the Kel of Kells. And he's just like, uh, nope. <laughs> oh, look, Guardians need us. Bye. Yeah. Because I think I think that I think that there's a good chance that Varix is. I think right? that he it's, has um, a chance of becoming. Well, so I, I think that it is a legitimate prophecy. This game has weirder weirder stuff than that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I um, I definitely. This, no, so I, I actually. Oh no, go ahead, Dan. So I think that that I think it is a legitimate prophecy, and I think that it may very well refer to Varix because I think that. Like so many others of his race, he's forgotten what they actually are, and that his strength, his peaceful strength, is the right way to do things. As well, opposed to, I think the, he refers to himself more as cowardly and well, well, uh, cowardly and also drag strength specifically, yeah. which is basic weak strength to them. Low yeah. strength, the timid truth. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not the it's not the timid truth, but it just it sounds so similar to the. Does anyone else? Oh no, go ahead. Blue. No, 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 no. Go. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. Does anyone else find it a little odd that Varix is the only um, fallen? I get presumably Drake. Um, that talks in English. So, no, not only that, but 
to lose his top set of arms. Every well, dreg I've ever ran into has lost the bottom set. Well, and that's that's because the dregs, it's... Uh, I think Variks, if I remember, Variks was... That was kind of self-inflicted. No, it wasn't. Skolos did it. Skolos did it, that's right. So, that, But that's an interesting point. So can they not regrow their top arms? Well, well I think they a... can. I think that the I think that keeping them that way is the self-inflicted part. Uh, well, no, I don't know. That's interesting because you don't think he would have grown his arms back by now over in the reef? No, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think the queen's ripping off his arms because she, she treats him, you know, I at least at a band level. I think, I think Damo's on to something, though. It's, it's not that he can't. It's not that you... He can't. It's that he chooses not to. Yes. Because I mean, we know that they can regrow their limbs. So. And it it's a very weird biology that's like you cannot regrow one set of arms. Like this set, okay. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. and that's the. And Josh, Josh brings up a he brings up a point. He said, "I thought regrowth is influenced by how they feel in the hierarchy." I don't think it's that. I think the docs are literally literally yeah. machine implants that say no more arms for you. Well, and that's true because we know that there is a uh, patrol mission that you collect the docs from yep. the dregs, and it is a it's the it's literally it's a dock that they put on the the limbs to keep them from growing. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a point. His robo arms, if you look at them, you kind of seem to have like a a dock like cap on there. Yep. Apparently as I'm looking at it the the fallen don't always need to have their little fancy masks on because there is a card in here that I was reading where Varix actually has his mandibles out. It's when he's in his room and the ether yep. is and he's actually he's... thinking about it's not too late to betray the queen, you know, to rejoin the no, House but if you, if you read... The, is that the one where he's carving the amethyst? No. No, it's not. Uh, there's... Hang on. There's so many, actually, when know, you look at just stuff for him. Varix is all over the place. Yeah, when you look at... I went to look up Varix, and I just started looking through stuff. That's what I'm doing a lot here, because it's like, whoa, this dude's a lot deeper. Yeah, Well, Varys. he's obviously a golden child of the game. Like, And that's... He... Well, he's going to be the one, if anybody. It's going to end up being Varix that uh, turns the Fallen around. Yeah, it it's the only possible the, avenue. Yeah, the one right now. He has the ability to do it. He has the the Prince's Crows running around looking for the Kellikels right now. Because mm -hmm. he's not the one. Well, and, and he also he's, he's also extremely loyal to... The um, the House of Judgment, <clears throat> which is, you know, House of Judgment always hears, has to, to keep the houses together. Like, that's the house's calling, I guess you would say. That's their sole purpose of being. And he, I think, I, I get the sense from the grimoire that you read with him. He is very, very devoted to that, that uh, vocation. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't view it as a a pride. I mean, like he says, house judgment must survive, and then he kind of ends it with the whole yes question. But 
which everyone loves to make fun of him for. But I think in some of these things, it's, it's actually him kind of questioning himself because he, he even questions whether or not he was right to betray Skolas. He says that Skolas might have been right. And, you know, I would disagree with that, but... It's the card, no, the ruling part house. Despair. Yeah. Part of that's just despair. Like, Which one was it? His, well, sorry. His people are so far down, he can't it, even see. Go ahead. Go ahead, Damo. I was just going to say, his people are so far down, he can't see another avenue. So right. he looks at he looks at Skolos, and he's like, well, I guess that's an avenue of sorts. <laughs> I guess that kind of works. Something. <laughs> like, this is awful, but I, I guess it's the least awful, sort of. Kind of like he part of me wonders, would be the timid truth otherwise. And part so of me wonders if he thinks Skolos might have been right, because he might just be like, well, at least we'll all be dead and stop suffering. Right. Yeah, he does, he does seem to like his suffering. Well, it says it here, you know, in the ruling house, it, here's a fun fact that I'm not sure if anybody else has found yet, but apparently Varric's room in the reef is the hollowed-out catch hole. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say exactly whose catch, but it's a hollowed-out catch hole. I mean, they're off the ground after. He also likes sitting on pieces of robots. And this is where it, it gets interesting. It says Varric's to himself... Goes after winter. Devils, kings, seeks power. Kings deny him. Kell of kings hides well. Perhaps he will take back the great machine. Perhaps I chose the wrong side. It is not too late. And Petra interrupts him, saying that the crows are reporting that Skulls is back in the Ishtar sink. Yeah, and I right think that's away. that's what Gamma was saying, though. I think that's kind of like he's just talking to himself, and he's like, well, maybe maybe this isn't yeah, the right. Seriously doubting himself there. He's actually thinking about, and they talk about how, at that point, Skulls is also me- messing with the Vex machinery. So that's what made Varric's thing. And there's another card, too. There's the I Hunt for Skulls. Yeah, it's the hunt for Skola. Well, is it the one where he talks about Osiris using Vex Tech? No, no, that's that's a different one. But the the hunt for Skolas, he says, you know, they always fear him. If not this Skolas, then another Kel. That it is why the Queenbreakers rise and the prison breached. No one will call you Kel when a true heir makes a claim. He's talking to the Queen. He's basically like, you know, <clears throat> basically, you're not a Kel. <laughs> you 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 took the title, but you don't know what it is. Like, well, I think it's more that, like, she has no chance. Like, she is a pretender. She's just the best pretender right. he's got. Which is which is why I think he's... If, if House Exiles is his new team, I think that's why. Because I think he's trying a new tack. Because <clears throat> as I said in, in the chat, not here yet, but as I said, it's interesting that... The House of Exiles are the only house we are not aggressively sent after. We basically yeah. destabilize and destroy every fallen house we encounter, except Exiles, which we only encounter once at their own behest. There is that, yeah. And that's like they a very pick a fight with us, I believe, isn't it? Well, and on I'm, Mars, I'm, or know, on the moon, to, yeah. Well, yeah, because the moon. But it's, you know, just to make the devils... A- devil's advocate though that that's also because they don't really have a leadership so how much more destabilized can you get 
Well, I mean, as far as a, as far as the fallen are, you know, just they have just to have the, some leadership. Like, there's well, something there for sure. There is something because they're still alive. Yeah. So I definitely think they do, and I think it is probably significant. Maybe it was made significant after the fact, but I do think it is a thing that we have not yet been sent to go to stabilize them. And, and note we, that it is Varix who sends us to destabilize Fallen an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah, we don't ever really go after kings, though. The only reason we ever yeah, we, ever really yeah, even go do. for them is because Skolas is trying to flip well, them. That, that's, that's about it, right? Well, that and because kings well, kings had kings were so in the grimoire of the kings. Kings are also the ones that have the Scott the the spying equipment on the city. If you notice that, mm-hmm. also you, don't forget that it's Varix's weird intel. Aside from Petra, who he doesn't let in on his secrets to be able to communicate with us, who sends us into the king's throne room, who probably won't be there, but shock and surprise, they're all there. I like, love that, that. Oh, oh, you're back. Like, I mean, to me, that's basically him being like, I'm going to give you plausible deniability, but you're going to go murder the king leadership. Well, and also realize the king, the king, House of Kings were predominant in the whole <clears throat> Fallen War. They just manipulated the other houses we're into doing the dirty yeah, work. Smarter about it. They didn't. They didn't actually send any of their soldiers. And actually, if I remember right, when when Skolas, even when Skolas approached the Kel, he didn't. He didn't respond himself. He sent two of his best assassins as a response. Like. He he was. I mean, he didn't send them as assassins, but he sent them in response. No, it's two kings and one wolf that you kill there. Yeah. So he he. I think he was. I think that was the one that Skolas was actually trying to negotiate with. I think that, like he, because because he already has Winter by the time you get to them, right? That's you don't true. actually end up taking out Winter. Skolas does. Um. And. Devils we take out before any of this happens, basically. Yeah, right. Leave them, you know, destabilized. Yeah. So, but I think that I think that and it says a lot that he was actually sitting at that table talking to the kings as opposed to. Well, but what I'm saying is, and hang on, let me see if I can pull this up. Because the I don't think it was the Kell of Kings. Mm, that's fair. Because I think, if I remember right, hang on. <clears throat> it was, I think it was Yavik. No, that was Wolf Baron. Yeah, no, wait, hang on. Hang on. Pulling this up. It was Paskin, I think. It was the King Baron. Right, but... That's kind of what I'm saying is that he did negotiate with them. He didn't oh, go I any longer. Right. He sent he sent it, but I can't I can't find it right now. But it was something like Paskin was not a um he was an assassin. Like that was what he did. That was how like I, I can't remember where I read that, but I'm looking for it. But it wasn't it wasn't the Kell of Kings. No. And I, but I, but I don't think any negotiation probably happens between yeah, the Celts. Like nobody true. talks to the king, nobody talks to the emperor. Though I think <laughs> it was also kind of a slap in Skolos's face 
because Kel, the Skolas was calling himself the Kel of Kells, and the Kel was like, yeah, that's nice, you can talk to my Baron. <laughs> you know, Maybe it, the it's, it's, wasn't actually there either. Well, so that's, I think that, and that's true. I think it was the... Uh, I think that was Yavik, I think was the one that was there. I remember. I, I just think that that's the sort of gesture that happens between leaders who are basically at war, but also seeking an alliance. You never, you don't put yourself in a position where they right, can kill. Right, yeah. He's, so Yavik, Yavik is a, was a minor lieutenant of Skolas's during the Reforce who evaded capture after the Cybel uprising. After Skolas returned to the House of Wolves, he named Yavik a baron to reward his loyalty and sent him to Earth to be his negotiator with the houses of kings and devils. Right, it's, which to me seems like a sign of respect because right. that's well, for guys Yavik, hardcore. Yeah, for <laughs> Yavik, yes. Is he the? Uh, is he the ravenous? Is that the guy? No, he's the guy. Yavik. He's one of the three guys you have he's, to kill yeah, on the king's in the, the, control room. Right. Oh, okay. He was. He. I mean, he's basically the the diplomat between those two houses and wolves. Yeah, I think you can find all those cards in the in the Mad Raider, as Willie put it. Let oh yeah, <laughs> well, Mad Raider, however you want to say it. <laughs> it would be, I believe, but it, it does chronicle <laughs> That's various details, <laughs> even though it's still kind of spaced out. Gives it the juicy tidbits of how the queen ended up taking over the House of Wolves specifically. Okay, and Ravenous was villain. One thing I do want to point out, too, is that it is the House of Devils still that are primarily on Earth. Mm-hmm. It's the House of Kings that, once again, we don't see that often. Right, because they're the planners. They're the, they're the Machiavellis of the Fallen. Very elusive, and when they do attack, they mean business, which, you know. Yeah, they, have, they don't have a middle ground. Yeah, they still have their Kel. More than likely, they still have their Prime Servitor. And they're Archon right now. So I think, I mean, this is Spinfoil Hattie as, as heck, but I think that eventually when we get the Varix DLC, possibly, and this might even be the Destiny 2 story, it'll be Varix v. Kings. I could see that. Because the Kings are going to be, I mean, the Kings are really the the current power. I mean, they're the only ones that haven't been truly destabilized, I think. And they're not I mean, well winter, off. Winter is pretty much gone. Wolves are well gone. They're completely annihilated. Yeah, they've, they've been. They found a prime, they're... and we killed that too. So he pulled. They didn't even through, have a prime. He they had to find one, and then we destroyed it. So he, he did a really nice. Anybody thing. that's he left them is probably through, joined yeah. exiles. Right. Well, there's that. But I, I mean, I was gonna say he pulled. He did a really nice uh, treat for us. He pulled them all for time, so we could kill them all in one place. Right. So yeah, but then true as well. Devils is still kind of running around, but they're not in this place. Yeah, and And that could be who Varric is sending the crows after too. The devils. He could feel that the the Kell of the Kings, you know, is the Kell of Kells, which would make sense. Well, I don't. I don't don't think he likes the kings at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't see Varix as being a fan of the kings because the the brutality of the kings. I think the kings are the the opposite, the anti Varix. But I just I don't see Varix being very pro Kel of Kells, anyways. 
Because well, and that's, and that's and that's what I was trying to say earlier yeah. is that I don't think that the yeah. Kell of Kells is madness or evil. I think that Skolas's interpretation of it was wrong. Well, I think yeah, that yeah. he thought he was the Kell of Kells when in fact, like the Kell of Kells is probably the one that leads them back yeah. from where they're at. Not but how, and that's what Varix is looking for right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but, so he either sent those crows after I mean how many Kells have we talked about have been destroyed tonight? But I don't think it has to be the Kel, and I think Varix knows that. I don't think well, it is. Well, and actually, Kel. if you – hang on. Hang on. Yeah, no, no. Keep talking. I'm going to pull that prophecy up because um, – Because I, I, I think it could be anybody, right? It is it – is, I mean it's basically the once and future king prophecy exactly. is what I think. I think My theory not, is he's looking for the same person Aldrin is. He's looking for Marisov. He wants to find her. No, I don't Marisov think so. is a Kel of Kells. You heard it here first. <laughs> he basically says that she is not the Kell of Kells right. directly. She's because like, he says that when he didn't true, mean it. Well, no, but he, he says when a it. true when he said he said when the true heir steps forward, you will you will no longer hold that title. Yeah, and it, okay, so yeah, so I mean, going back, House of Rain says before him foes will flee or fall, but he will heal the houses, make them whole. The great machine will marvel, moved by might, and come to crown him Kell of Kells. What whirlwind whisked away will be rewrought, and every kell and catch will kneel to the kell of kells. It's 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 not a. It, I mean, it's might, but it's might through healing. It's good might, not evil. Right, realistically. And I mean, also, just think about it. You, you, we all, you know, have our own theories about the traveler. But what, what consistently does the traveler seem to to respect is a. A bringing up of a civilization, not a destruction of a civilization. Yeah, you know, and so I think for the great machine will to mark to be marvelled and moved. It's not going to be the might to tear down walls. It's going to be the strength to build them. Yeah, and I think that it really is the the fallen version of the once and future king I sort of thing. Completely agree. Are you guys waiting for me to get all spinful yeah, here? Let's, oh, let's do it. I thought I already went ahead and went there. Oh, the Once Marisov again, I'm going to say Marasov is the Kell of Kells. Whether, it's, uh, it's not. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse than Payne's a person. <laughs> Payne's a person. Is, is Payne the Kell of Kells? There you go. There you go. There, there's something <laughs> Willie can get behind. Payne. No, I don't. And I don't know the that of Kells. you've heard it here it, first. It works for a prophecy, but I, it, the whole Kell of Kells thing doesn't really fit with House Judgment for me. They're built on oversight and decentralization of you know. Well, and it's not necessarily decentralization. But, they just want yeah. peace and and a proper alignment of well, the, the civilization. And, and not yeah. one supreme rule. But but is, okay, and and yes, that's what House Judgment wants. But that's not necessarily what Varix wants. But it could be because you're 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 making a leap there and assuming that an absolute ruler will be tyrannical, right? I mean, there. Well, that's true. There's, especially there's, in mythology, there's a lot of examples of benevolent. Yeah, and I mean, King rulers, King right? Arthur is the you know the that's one future kind of where I was looping yeah. back around. To. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and he's not the only one. I mean, but there's a lot of dictators out there who are dictators just by the definition, but are not the, the negative connotation is not necessarily always 
always accurate. But even King Arthur held council with oh, each. And yes, and I don't, I don't think he's saying that. He, I mean, never once do they say that the Kell of Kells would not. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say I think that's what Damo's saying. Is it's not, see, it's not a. I'm not saying he's necessarily bad. I'm saying supreme ruler is what I'm getting from Kell of Kells prophecy. See, and yeah. I don't. I get well, it. I kind of do, but I mean, look at Caesar. Caesar was I, a heartless dictator, but he also understood how to lead an empire. Yeah. And he did, you know, regardless of what you feel about Caesar, he did a lot of stuff that brought the empire to the level of being an extreme world power. And that could be, you know, something along those lines. Take that awesome. to philosophy chat. <laughs> to oh. redirect it to follow chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not dragging but, uh, Here's a good all question that was brought up in the chat, and I think it'd be nice to argue about here. Oh, yeah. In, in the books of sorrow, oh, I think a lot of people one. felt that it was the elixir that the formless one was showing orcs. You know, hey, this is how you destroy civilization. Oh, I mean, that, that could be theoretically the one that are well. Okay, wait. Are we talking? So there's a couple. Are we talking to the one that he was observing the destruction of when Crota was being a Yes, the, the yes, formless yeah. one, the darkness, the one who says, Oryx, my friend, sit down, relax, put down your sword. Oh, there's so many spin foil jumps there. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to touch on the topic. It is, you think it, it's the formless one. No, we didn't even touch all of that. Within it is very odd streams. that they seem to chronicle each little civilization that's destroyed. Well, Except- it could... Yeah, no, they don't that, chronicle even a portion of them. There's one where he talks about 17. This, yeah, that's what's funny. He, like, like they kind of like dismissively like, oh yeah, we destroyed 17 civilizations. Oh yeah, I guess you're. I guess you're no, like uh, they chronicle. They basically chronicle the Teox civilizations, and that's it. Yeah, and that's that's very true. <laughs> but uh, they actually. No, they just, there's the uh, Yugu or whatever they were that the Kugu and the, the large beast here but that's like, my body. That's not chronicle. That's like a footnote, isn't it? Isn't it like it is. two sentences in one card? It was, it was like a paragraph that explained it. Oh, they I think gave, it was just there they gave it like a whole card. Uh, they talked about how they yeah, did no, it. They did. they did do a whole card, but it was a short, right, it was one right. of the shorter cards, but it was definitely one of those like, what the hell are you talking about? It was almost like Gary Busey wrote it. It was really odd. I don't know that the the conquest of the fallen is contained in the books. I reread it, and I I still don't. Nothing seems to fit. It is interesting that it's called the whirlwind and the maw as opposed to anything else. And that's and that and you know, damn it, we had that conversation. I think that was my that was why I leapt to that assumption was because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, we're gonna go watch the maw eat something, and I was like, what? Wait, what? Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, but it, you know, I. Uh, I want to say it's Chelchus that's uh, mentioned in there too. It's a uh, warlock well, was, bond was, or something. It says Chelchus, the, the Kell of Stone, stood mm-hmm. before the Maw. Yeah, he yeah. stood, and he also is the one that asked where the where where has the Great Machine gone? And, and yeah, that's in the presumably right after he stands, that but not yeah. <laughs> or, or as he's standing there getting chewed on, he's like, "Where did it go?" He actually has the. The raid scout rifle named after him. Yeah. Call, well, I think I think all of those weapons are the last vestiges of the societies that 
of well, society. Yeah. So and that kind of, like, because that, that's an interesting point too, because if you go, I can't remember which raid it is, which raid weapon it is, but it says, you know, we should have listened to the queen. Which queen? Which is an interesting about? one. But because, I want to say it, it's the fusion that. rifle, I know that much. Yeah, I but think it, yeah. If, uh, no, the fusion rifle is, no, uh, I am Mita, Consort of Stars. So oh, that's right. Consort that's right. of Stars, I will not be forgotten. I, want, I, want um, I believe it's two. I believe it's the the machine gun. No, that's yeah, the. It might be the sniper. Quillum's terminus. Nope. Yeah, Quillum's terminus. If only we had heated the queen. But that one's I. That one cannot be the awoken one because we the sniper rifles the awoken one. Uh, Paladin Yasmin Eld. Science Yasmin. Yeah, which is an interesting. Uh, did you catch that last name? Which one is it? which? Which one? Yasmin, Yasmin Eld. Eld. I, yeah, I totally was looking at something else, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what is this? What is this Tree of Life nonsense? Well, I was actually thinking Dark or Tower. Dark, or yeah, Dark Tower, or, you know, King Arthur, or... Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, I did see that, and I was like, what? But anyway, so I, I don't know who that refers to with the Queen, but I don't think... Well, it's just, I it's interesting. Know. It's interesting I don't think because... It's the... Up until point, they have not mentioned anything about female fallen. Like it's always been Kel, uh, Baroness. Well, okay, yeah. that's that's true. The Baroness. I think that was an argument. I think that was the do fallen have children argument. Um, but like, so, but so, it, to me, it seems like if there's if that was about a fallen, so could it be that one of those houses had a queen instead of a kel it could be i i think that it's intentional that there's only one for each faction so i don't think that it's i don't think it's the fallen and i don't think it's the awoken but i do think that it's significant that it doesn't have a tight uh, an actual flavor text oh okay yeah um because everything else does yeah um Really quick, I do want to point out there's only the one Baroness that's mentioned. That's Drevis. There's the... Oh, it's Mo Raids. All right, you guys could have said, hey, there's no D there in the middle. <laughs> I was just going to let you keep talking. I was picturing anyway, that's the one that talks about how they capture her. And then once she gets away, you know, there's the bounty. And it tells you how she led a strike of the Silent Fang into the Rays of Amethyst. And... Old Petra's sisters. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, she actually. Well, there's killed... also a taken. There's also a taken fallen. That's a baroness. And there's a Cade Six card where he kind of recollects um, right. being. That was yeah, a vandal, though, wasn't it? Yeah, female vandal. But it's still a female. I think. I think we're. I think they're mixed. We just don't see. Like we can't. Well, that's true. That's entirely. We can't possible. see the difference. So Apparently, you're supposed to see the difference at some point because somehow Cade could tell. I mean, he's Cade, we're not, so we're not going to get into that. He's well, freaking Malcolm Reynolds. There. It doesn't even count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are correct because he he just by sight, I guess, knows it's a female. And I don't know about y'all, but I can I I couldn't tell <laughs> when I saw so Drevis. Here's a here's another fun spin. True, trail. is and this was back from Vanilla. It was it was a post that I saw on Reddit, and 
So Blade Dancers, one of the fun things with the Blade Dancer is going invisible and sneaking up on NPCs in patrol and just listening to what they say. And it's hilarious because you get some actually really funny flavor text. And one of the flavor texts from one of the House of Exiles on the moon is in patrol. If you actually if you actually go invisible and you sneak up behind one of the dregs, there's a chance that when you go when you you know, you pop back into visibility and everything like jumps and they all start shooting. There was actually a drag that they had a clip of, and it's it screamed. It goes, ah, the darkness, before it starts shooting at you. Huh. So, and that, of course, was like the whole, you know, that whole giant conspiracy theory that we are actually the evil side. I, I don't know, uh, man. Well, well, I, well, I well, remember well, that, well, and I is. think that, that was full spin metal jacket right there. Oh, yeah, like, I know. Well, that's what, that, that's, that's paying that's, as a person stuff right there. Okay. Yeah, see, sure. see that gives me hope that you know that it's that it's just you. Well, I know, but <laughs> at this point, I'm going to continue to argue it just to argue it. So, what I suspect, if that is intentional and put in there by Bungie, is that I actually think it just reinforces what we've been saying, and that's that they're so far gone they can't even fathom that we might be allies. They just assume that we're keeping the traveler as a prisoner. Yeah, it's like because the darkness attacked and wanted the traveler, right? We can presume that they—that's part of their history, and that we have the traveler, right? So it's a thin yeah. line to go. Well, they of took course, the as traveler. As soon as I as soon as I search this, the guy posted on Reddit that it's not true. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, uh-huh. It's to me that's like a grunt, a grunt yelling. He's a demon. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, you know what? I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> he said, and and just on a side note, grunts yell the most amazing things. I regret everything. <laughs> I made bad choices. <laughs> I love the grunt. I'm so. Uh, that was my tangent on there. Best my part about Halo Five is the grunts coming back with their comments. I made bad choices was a text message from my friend. Yeah. time. I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, so the Fallen kind of a... They definitely have males and females, but I don't know that there's a, any kind of gender hierarchy. Um, it seems like they're all equal, but... I mean, it's gender hierarchies are actually a fairly rare thing. <laughs> it, yeah, it's... Uh, Especially in especially in societies where it's military military meritocracy, and where we've gotten like theoretically they had a long golden age, right? It already right. seems like in in our version of the world in Destiny there is no more gender boundaries, as it were. Uh, yeah, in the, that's, in the that's reef there are. Well, technically there is. You the know, every is, but the majority of the hierarchies, if you think about it, have. The king always trumps the queen, except for in chess. Well, um, I'm saying in in the Destiny world, it there does not seem to be any actual gender boundaries for human beings, right? And we don't know that the Awoken even have one because Petra is like second in command. Well, it's it's a matriarchal. Society. I'd say Aldrin is more of the second in command. It's, well, well, no, Aldrin can't be the second in command because the women have all the power in yeah. the Awoken society. The men are, they take a back seat. That's why all the Queen's Guard are women. But we uh, don't know that that's, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. They, but they still, outside of them, who are actually a new society. Yeah, yeah, fairly new. And 
they make a point of making a big deal about the fact that the queen confides in Aldrin that is out of the ordinary um, for the for the Awoken, that is. But yeah, you're you're right, Dan. But, in, but the other largely, thing is, there's the not speaker, a whole lot of that. The speaker, you know, look at the the speaker. He, it. I mean, we know it's she, he, yeah, it's she, she a, it, no, yeah, whatever it is, Nocris, you know, you know, whatever. It might not even be <laughs> oh, enough or, of that. Paying uh, pay as a person. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like that theory too, Blue, but it's pretty freaking far out there. Come on, let's just own that up. I think I broke a couple people's heads when I tried to do my compromise. And Kabir was... is freaking Zur. Zur is Kabir. That one actually made a little bit more sense than Nope. That. And no, that makes no, no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it makes zero sense. You shut your lying mouth. Yeah, no. It's not even close. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I was going to say, this: the speaker as a figure, it they make a very good point in, saying, in, in presenting that figure as not being physically determinable on what sex it is. Well, also, the speaker may very well have no power. I mean... He's an archon. Kind of. I mean... Mm -hmm. Not a big ghost. It doesn't seem like anybody really listens to him, unless the Vanguard listens to him. I think Census kind of listens to him. Kind of. Saint listens to him. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Saint's a zealot. I mean, essentially, he's a crusader. So, I'm just saying, like... No, he doesn't. his rules don't really seem to apply unless the Vanguard says, yeah, that's probably an okay rule. Well, and I think that's that's also the balance of the power, you know, obviously, like we were speaking in the factions episode. That's that's definitely the balance there. Is he's he's a he's the speak the, the literally the speaker, the figurehead, the talking head of the But city. the speaker but is politically the, he's just the president. He right. doesn't really have a say in anything. He's just the one that gives the We're big fancy speeches. Such the nice here. You're there in the mask. <laughs> Sit there. The you just yeah, there's another that's what good we need point to do. there. We he always wears the mask. We need to uh, get a bobblehead of the speaker and send it to Willie, just so he can sit there and have it like he can pretend like it's talking to him. So back back to the theoretical actual topic. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very indicative of what our chat usually goes. It falls. So I really don't think. So I think we see female fallen. We just can't designate. That's, that's a fair point. I mean, yeah, you You guys are. You guys are correct. They are in the grimoire, the Baroness, okay. and one we've we've encountered the Baroness. And we and like there have to be new fallen because they talk about new dregs, getting the, like going through the ritual. So there have to be. So here's a thought: Do is the ritual that the dregs go through? Is that do you think that's part of their being fallen, or do you think that was a process that they? Oh no, no! I definitely think that's fallen. That, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing. Like, that screams the, the violent that dictator. They, yeah, the, the fact that they make a point of saying that it's a humiliation and degra- degradation to me seems to scream that. Oh, well. it seems like y- you think about this as well. The the darkness, the formless one, gives orcs the power to take. Maybe it does that itself with every race in a different way. Like we've we've had the spinful theory that the Usamine or the Yukamine they either were or they had some kind of involvement with the Vex, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance it's the same thing the 
the Elixni were the Elixni before. They were this race that actually seemed like it wasn't that bad. Now they're the Fallen. You know, they're all pirates. They're all stealing, killing. If this is mine. I'm taking it. And they, it doesn't seem like they were like that before. No, I definitely think that that's an effect of the whirlwind, but it's and it's worth discussing and and trying to figure out why they're still around because they're one of the only examples we have of that in the story, right? Most races that run into Oryx and his his crew do not walk away from it. It seems. Yeah, right. Which is, I think, the other interesting you know, tie into the Book of Sorrows is that it wasn't Oryx that, you know, if, if that was the, if the Elixni were the race that he was observing, it's to be noted that it wasn't Oryx that was there, which might be a point of why, you know, a lot of people are like, it can't be in the, they're not in the Book of Sorrows because he destroyed all of them. Well, but he didn't because there were some that he, you know, he, he observed and he had to go home because his dumbass son opened up the, <laughs> opened up the world to the Vex and he was like, oh, I gotta go. I mean, that could be. It could also just be that, like, either this happened longer ago than we thought, which is a possibility. It could be that he, uh, uh, didn't quite understand exactly what they were doing with their society, and he underestimated their ability to escape. Or it could be that Chell just gave them time to escape. Yeah, and that's and that's the other thing. Yeah. Is like Chelsius was the the uh, stopgap. He was the one that just kind of sacrificed himself to keep keep them off their backs. I I definitely still. I, I feel like the fallen didn't look like they do now before they were fallen. I think uh, they did. I think they no, did. There's, there's actually. I don't think they did. There's a card. It talks about them before. It's the mystery card, the vault of glass card. And it's a ghost, and I don't know why it's called Mystery, the Vault of Glass, but it says, uh, the image clears of dirt and dust as a hand wipes the lens clean. A figure holds the ghost up, looking into the lens. Harsh light from an unfamiliar sun backlights the forearmed creature, making it impossible to see its face. Its massive head turns, and a clicking and chittering voice can be heard speaking to something off screen. While the noises themselves are harsh, the tone and content seem almost gentle. A curious creature, not a violent or angry one. Um, It goes on to kind of describe the strange flora and fauna. And then the last sentence of it says, And beyond it all, above the clouds, hangs a perfect alabaster sphere. The image wobbles, shaking, flickering as the ghost is blinking, and the fragment ends. This is... Almost to me, like a direct view of the Elixini homeworld. Um, right, except Damo had a really good point. Is you know, we know that's the Vault of Glass one's correct. Yes, yeah. we know that we also had the Vault of Glass ghost that kind of was the dead orbit, you know, wet dream of <laughs> running away. And then I think the other vault there were there's three of them, and I think mm-hmm. the other vault. Of glass one, and I can't. It was eternal war between the Vex and the Exo. Right. It was exactly. so, and so this, and Damo actually made the point. What if that's the new monarchy future? 
What if that's not the Elixni homeworld? That's ours. That's that's Earth, and New Monarchy is in power, and we've finally brokered a peace and, and repaired everything. Grow two more arms. No, no, no. no. That, I think no, that, that is the that fallen. Is, that is living. The fallen. Oh, I see. Where they're living. They're living. I mean, and you know that was where Dam and I kind of went back and forth about the whole. Yeah, good luck getting the city to live in peace with the people that they've been fighting for as long as most of them can remember. But I mean, it, it's it's possible. I mean, I, I will concede that it is not impossible. It's just you would be fighting an uphill battle on that one. And I'm not even sure that that's as true as it seems, because like while they're scared, it's still probably a like there's still probably enough of a golden age there for people to be like, yes, I'm pretty happy. I would be pretty happy if the killing just stopped. And that, yeah. and, I mean, and that's true. I mean, that that is a very true. They've been besieged by people. Or by a race that's been wanting, you know, to kill them for a very long time. And it's not like the the Cabal or the Hive or the Vex, which all have intent, right? Like, the Fallen really do seem like they just want to stop starving. I, I, I think, especially the lower echelons of it, I definitely think that's the case. And I, I would think that if you offered to drag away to get enough ether without having to, you know, and the condition was you have to work alongside this person, it's probably going to be like, okay. That you sounds know. awesome. Wait, yeah. I get a bed? Yeah. And nobody shoots me? I get, I don't have to stab people with guns? <laughs> oh, God. For the God record. damn it, <laughs> For the record, one of the first games I played with Damo was like a 10-minute diatribe about how they gave Dregs knives and threw them against the Guardian. Oh, we were running. We were running the night, falling Tanix. Oh my god! Because that's where that rant always comes up. Because there's that one scene where Tanix throws like twenty dregs at you, and all of them just have knives, and all you do is mow them down. And it's just like, how? How? Like, even even cruel and calculating. How is that even a sort of efficient use of resources? This well, is how this is how the dreg union came into fruition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. A little bit better off than a thrall. They just get to run at you with their claws. So the thrall makes sense because they don't have limited resources, and they're very clear about that. Like those people breed like I don't know, like radioactive rabbits. Like that's that makes sense to me, right? This is more like taking bad soldiers in medieval Europe and giving them a sword, right? They didn't. They gave them crossbows. Yeah. Like. You are terrible and cannot get anywhere near the enemy. Here, don't get anywhere near the enemy. Except instead of that, they're giving them broomsticks. Right? Is like it they're like giving the, them uh... knives. Like here's a here's a here's a haypenny knife. Go. Yeah, it's like the uh, Polish soldiers in World War Two. You get the gun, you get the bullets. Stay close to one another. Yeah, except, yeah. The, except that's a bad analogy because it worked for the Polish. Well, as well as good, but yeah, no, I don't think. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Well, for a while it did until they figured out, you know, you could just run the moat with tanks. But oh. well, their tanks, neither here nor there. Spin foil. It's speak now or forever hold your peace. We got ten minutes. Now are we talking just any spin oh, foil? Or are we talking I'm not any spin, spin foil. foil. Willie Fallen spin foil. <laughs> hey, pain is a person. <laughs> pain is a fallen. <laughs> yeah, Pan's the Kell of Kells, didn't you? Didn't you I, I was that? just going to say, Pan is the Kell of Kells. We know the truth now. 
Oh I'm going to go ahead. I, I think I still got to go with Marisov is she's a big piece of the picture, if not the Kellikels. So I, I do agree 100% that she's a big part of the picture, but I don't, I just don't think she's the Kell of Kells. Yeah. If I'm supposed to agree with me. <laughs> oh, no, we aren't. We're not. I think we're actually not to part of my contract. Me and you have been agreeing way more than I contract. expected tonight, and I really don't like it. Being Sorry? Honest. Stop being <laughs> rational? Uh, quit saying smart things, and I'll stop <laughs> right agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Go back I, I, to what you were saying. So I think, uh, if anything, she's going to be like a Merlin. She'll be the enabler, the the external force that keeps things going. Now, what stinks is we know we're not going to get any more really juicy grimoire until Destiny 2 at this point. Well, let's not read too much into that. I get what you're saying, but it's not necessarily true. It is true. No, they've just said that they're not doing any more expansion updates. Like, there is no way they think that a rave... Or a, they, a they thought that the dark below. I'll totally take a wave. Jess and I are just both. Was, was a giant <laughs> expansion. But that oh, just means rage. that they won't do that all at once, right? And I mean, for in, in okay, yeah. so in defense of them, the Taken King was an enormous expansion. It's awesome. Um, it, it it's I still I mean I don't play nearly as much as most people, but I still have a ton of quests to do, and I'm only running on character i was talking to one of the newer members of our clan yesterday and you know he even they were like i don't understand how people can more can play on more than one character you know it's just it's an immense amount of content um that being said i i don't know i don't know i'm i've i've seen a lot of mixed messages and mixed responses to it and, you know, so I, haven't, they, I haven't had a chance to race yet, so I don't know how much fun that is. All they said was that there's not going to be another Dark Below or House of Wolves-style DLC until Destiny 2, at the very least. Right, it's Which just going to be more of these miniature events. Trickle and that doesn't necessarily content. mean no new raid, and that doesn't necessarily mean no new mission pack. It just means that they would probably be separate, right? It would just be well, a raid. You also we shall forget- see. Well, but you also are forgetting that they can add quests. You know, a yeah, quest. They can, they, can do, they can do quests, which are not, not I, technically a giant extension, but they could, I mean, they can they can expand a lot on these maps. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see both sides. I, I see a lot of people's apprehensions. Ex- I do think, honestly, that at the very least, they are going to give us something at the very end of you know, this year to however much longer the Taken King's supposed to last. You know, I think when they're ready to end it, they're going to have some kind of big event, like maybe a raid. Maybe they're actually working on something new. They're showing us now that they can expand game modes with this Sparrow Racing League, which it will be yeah. fun to ram you gentlemen in the walls and Vex tomorrow. Well, well and, but I mean, also, I mean... Right, and and also remember that I mean, Guardian Radio touched on this too. You know, they they look look at look at the number of people who have actually completed the raid. I mean, it's it's like maybe eight percent of people have completed the the King's Fall raid. 
That's not that's not hard mode. That's normal. Like I mean, so you know, understand a lot of us, you know, have a skewed view on we we burn through content a little bit faster than the general population, and that's weird for me to say because I don't feel like I'm running through it that fast. Like I still have a ton of stuff to do, and I looking back, I'm like, well. Yeah, I've completed all this, and they're like, "Well, that means you're in the you know the six or eight percent of people who have completed this." So, and and also, I mean, realize that people are still out there who don't have a clan, which is part you know part of the reason why we all love the clan that we're in, obviously. But a lot of people don't even have that, and a lot of people don't want that. You know, if there's there's a lot of people out there who still have that mentality of I want to play this game by myself. I you know I don't need a a clan or I just will just use LFG for those random things that require more. And and of course that's going to take them longer because they don't have a set group that know how to play with them. So that being said, I mean, from a business model, the demand is not that high. You know, for us, the demand is very high because we're running with the, with a group that consistently in the group that we run with and the, in the ecosystem that we exist, you know, it's a very high percentage of people who have already completed all the stuff. But looking at the oh, entire ecosystem, that's a very. Low I have percent. a hard time even believing that low number, though. When was the last time you've been to the actual Destiny forums? I don't use the <laughs> Destiny forums. That's toxic, bro. That's, that, you, nobody, yeah, exactly. You go nobody there, and the there is forums. still salt and tears everywhere. Oh my god! Well, okay, well, first you know, off, that's. I mean, first off, let's just air out that that's kind of the first rule of the internet is you don't read the comments because that's all it's going to be. Do I need but, to get my lawn chair? Oh my god, it's going to be good! <laughs> um, no, I mean, I just I just was saying, it, you know, if that if that statistic is accurate, you know, and you can argue that it's not, you can all that, but if that statistic is accurate... It is could accurate, very well be, I'm just... I mean, I just I'm just saying I see why they said that. That's all I'm saying. Do I agree with it? I'm still on the fence. I, you know, Festival of Loss was kind of no pun intended lost on me because I was like, I don't care. Yeah. So I mean, like, I it was cool, the important but... thing to do to realize about this before we get back on topic is that we don't know anything. We just know that right. we're not getting big, huge DLCs with tons of stuff. What I assume that means is that we'll get the same amount of content because they have to keep interest, right? They can't just like, okay, you got King's Fall and some crappy seasonal events, and we'll see you in a year. Like, there will be at least one new raid, if not two. There will be some new dungeons. There will be some new stuff. It's just going to be eked out so that they don't have, like, huge, huge content drops as often. Because those are probably unsustainable because they're only a cash infusion every four, five, six months. Right. And I, and that's why, again, I think that that was the genius behind the adding of the quest system. Yes, yeah. because then they can add those mini, you know, whatever you want to call them, mini dungeons or mini strikes or, you know, yeah, it's strikes. Uh -huh. We can just, we can add strikes left and right now. You know, we could have had it before, but now we can actually do that and still build story, which, you know, obviously means good stuff for us. But it it's just, I, I don't, I, I agree. I don't think it means that we're not getting content. I think it just is a distribution a plan of change, a change. God, man, I cannot talk. The change of distribution planning, yeah. I think, is what it is. Instead of giant chunks of, you know, meat every four months, we're getting little snippets every. And like when the raid whatever. comes out, it'll probably launch with an event that will that will have some Everest thing going on, so that you know people are buying stuff. 
Because I'm betting they're making way more money off of emotes and that kind of yeah. crap than they are off of. Well, but let's, oh, I don't even want to think about it, dude. $7 for the damn jump on an <laughs> emote. And the bad thing is I really want that emote. Like, Which one is it? If it's still around and I get the being rewards up for it, I will probably get it. But I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have new emotes. Yeah, I'm there. not doing that either. But, dude, being rewards and Xbox rewards all day, every day. I mean, I'm like $1,500 into League of Legends, so I'm... I can't even talk. Like, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just throw money at them left and right. I don't even play League of Legends, and I still buy skins because I believe in the company so hard. Yeah, and, that, and I mean, you know, one last comment about microtransactions. Look at Halo. I mean, they bumped, they doubled the HCS. Yeah, yeah. They doubled yeah. it. It's now $2 million. It started off, I don't even know if it would, I think it actually more than doubled in pens. I don't know. If and that's would. crazy to me because I'm one of those guys, once again, I'll sell the wrecks that I don't need for the credits. Right. right. And I'll build up the credits and then I'll buy the gold pack with the credits that I earn, not my money. Right. You know, you also recognize that you're not the average gamer. You have this thing called. I guess not. I guess being a dad, you're not average anymore. And and that's that's also true. We we have a different perspective because I I don't even do wrecks. It says level three wrecks available. I say F you. I'm I'm just going (laughs) to run. I'm going to run and keep going. I'm not going to kiosk in game and get some money out of the bank. Yeah. I haven't even. Well, you don't. You don't get some money if you go to the kiosk. Yeah. You just pop out a machine. (laughs) Like you just jump into a scorpion and you shoot people in the face. Yeah, I'm just but that, that whole that that seemed very not intuitive to me. That whole system, but that's another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so back to the fallen. Well, I think they've. I mean, uh, got any last words? Uh, I think that's it. Gamo, got any last words on the fallen before we run to? Run through some quick, just final comments. I guess we are doing yeah, final I just, comments. I, I think that they're probably the most interesting of the races in Destiny because I think they have the the highest variability, right? As opposed to like the high, which are like the quintessential one track, and the Vex, which are the quintessential unknowable, and the yeah. Cabal, which are just, I mean, basically war Sp- incarnate, space rhinos. The 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 Fallen slash Elixney have have a lot going on and a lot of potential. They're definitely the most human. Of, yeah. Of the... They have the most depth, right? Like they have the most of the area to explore the way the story set up. That is very, and that, and you know, what's scary is looking at how much depth the Vex have to think about the Elixir as having more. Yeah, well, it's, really it's a different scary. kind well, of depth, and it, because yeah, the Vex don't, the Vex purpose wise do not have a lot of depth. In right. fact, they don't even have a purpose anymore. Hypothetically, that's true. So yeah, they do. It yeah, is, they're looking for a reality in which they survive in. They're looking for a reality in which their ultimate doom doesn't come to pass, and we did that for them. So, <laughs> right, we kind of screwed that one up for them. <laughs> Sorry. No, we we mangled Sorry, them. You saved your butt. Those, those specific vex. Yeah, we we could keep going, but I'll I'll, I'll go ahead. And <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. That's next week. That's next week. Yeah, that's, that's next week. week actually, next so. week by saying that it's very clear that we have we have averted their ultimate doom. Like that that is made very clear in the paradox mission. Basically, we did their job. I don't know that it is though. We we prevented that specific ultimate doom. Well, you know, we we made but, sure Oryx wasn't taking anything anymore. Well, but, oh, but they're, yeah, they're pretty, and the, but they're pretty clear that the that the ultimate doom is what set them in, on this path, and they may have gone too insane to walk away from this path now. But 
Oh, because if that was the case, they wouldn't have let us in. They are the one. Well, we're going to get into that next week. We're not getting into that right now. But where are we? Uh, <laughs> I think that paradox. You know? We we will sure as hell talk about that next week. Oh my goodness! What does that have to do with the vault of glass? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything. Right, I know. The it's fact the that they actually time. they showed that they don't have to attack us. That's not their. They let us in as long as you don't shoot them first. Attack is no, no. I shot them and they still let you oh in. Oh my god! <laughs> then oh, there's, then there's well, Justin. They've shot at me a couple times and I've shot them. But yeah. they, you know, they are pretty much asking for your help. They are the ones. Basically, a demo. Did why not do you shoot. think we never got a message from Pradith at all? They're all all year one. You know, how long is this supposed to have been within the game? that all this time we didn't hear from Pradith, then all of a sudden, when the Taken are a threat, now we hear from Pradith. They let him come through to our time and our reality. So that was pretty much their way of asking us for help. Yeah. And I don't think they show that by being docile, except for the ones that are malfunctioning and just shooting in random places because they don't have a head anymore. And burning. But, um, yeah, so. it's not... And so you, do you, you got me yeah, on a let's, you got let's me on run, a rant about let's the run before that's Willie next gets week. his breath back. Um, all right, so yep, that that so obviously that was the elixir conversation, um, and some teaser. We'll just we'll just pretend like we were going to do that on purpose. Some teaser of the next week's. If you say that, it ruins the whole thing. I know, but I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so you made it awkward. That, shh, make it awkward. <laughs> Um, with that being said, um, Damo, do you want to give, I guess, give people, you know, a way to get in touch with you? I know you have a Twitter. A um, Twitter. yeah, it's, it's at Damoel, D-A-M-O-E-L, um, which it's mostly a responsive Twitter, so don't expect the, the most voluminous of tweets, but if you talk to me on there, I'll respond. It's true. And, uh, if you're in the band, obviously you can participate in the daily yeah. Demo against the world conversations. <laughs> I love it. And Justin, well, do you have any? Do you have any shout outs you want to? Uh, mostly, mostly the people in this room. So, fair enough. <laughs> so, by the people in this room, you mean your cats, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to give a shout out to Tara, who's currently shredding my leg like a piece of paper. <laughs> And Sophrenia, who appears to have covered herself in a pile in a thin sheen of drool. Nice. And Jade, who's screaming for food, even though her bowl's full because there's a tiny hole in the middle. These are all cats, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just cats are children. I mean, <laughs> I'm just wondering. The difference is minor. Oh, okay. Okay. The state would differ on that on that key point, but <laughs> yeah. let's, let's actually. Keep I, uh, I'd probably take care better care of my cats than some children. So uh, not fair. Uh, so, anyway, no, I meant I meant the guy the the guys in this that help, that help make Lord Chad a blast. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. And then yeah, just so real quick, you know, just thanks thanks to Damo, um, thanks, Damo. for for being our first first guest and being civil to Willie, not not bludgeoning <laughs> each other over the head. We've seen countless examples of, and then obviously it'll happen. Know, it'll yeah. happen. <laughs> it'll happen in text. We'll 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 have we'll have a makeup fight tomorrow. 
But um, and then all you know, yeah, the focused fire chat is where we get a lot of this information from. Um, I know there's a lot of people who listen who aren't able to keep up with that chat because it can get pretty insane pretty fast. And so just, you know, appreciate you guys taking your time to listen to us or to participate in that chat. Um, we are on Twitter. It's just at focused fire chat. Uh, and I generally try to put out a link to the band. If you aren't already in that and you hear, you know, hear about us, that's, that's the best way to get a hold of us. We also do just, I just kicked together a, a Gmail account. So if you have any feedback from that, give us that it's a, you know, focused fire chat at gmail.com. Love to hear feedback, you know, how we can get better how to not bungle an introduction because of screaming two-year-olds. It happens. So that being said, I'll pass this off to Justin. All right. So I would like to give a big shout-out to the live chat, everyone who made it out. Um, I do this every time. Uh, Blank, Pins. um, Who else was out tonight? Josh. Yeah, Josh was back. I was worried about you, Josh. And it looks like Beard is in there, too. Oh, okay. What's up? And uh, um, I would like to give a shout-out to my clan, DOD Chatter White Crew. Um, and then a a preemptive shout-out to all of the Gift of Gaming streamers who will be, who will be streaming starting tomorrow evening. Um, yours truly included. Focus Fire will be streaming starting, what is it, Blue? What time are we starting? We, 10 p.m. Central? Yes, we are going to be streaming tomorrow at 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central. And then also uh, we will be on Saturday morning at 1 a.m. Central all the way to 4 a.m. Central. And it sounds like Damo might actually be there. And actually, I, I think we have a full team for tomorrow. Um, I'm working to see about getting a couple people who are not who are who are really fun we really like having them on i can't i'm not going to say names because i don't want to put any pressure on them but we're trying to get them in there let's, let's put some pressure um so yeah, pressure is how you peer pressure that's how you get things done dude uh, yeah um so if if you're i remember high school all the cool kids are doing it and, and you've been away from the train tracks the hype trains rolling on that and they've got their own twitter which is um, at Gift of Gaming, um, and check it out. Two really good charities is going to benefit. Um, lots of good streamers, Triple Rec, um, and Bife, well, Guardian Radio, and so on and so forth. So um, definitely check that out. And I'll I'll hand it off to Willie. Um, I'm also going to mention the one thing for anybody listening that doesn't know, which I'm pretty sure everybody does, but. Tons of prizes going to be there as well. I'm going to go ahead and shout more about the Gift of Gaming a little bit because, you know, you got special effects in the UK mm-hmm. and uh, the, the Salvation Army, both awesome charities. And then Toys Looking forward to actually too. helping out with that. Looking forward to screwing up a little bit and everybody hating me. Um, <laughs> well, it's like I'll a try Monday. To, <laughs> yeah, it's just another Monday, you know. So, and... Big shout out to KP for throwing it all together. I mean, He's that guy, yeah, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off to make sure that whole thing. And not only KP, but you know, Thor and Thor and Kai, Kai. the the community managers other than Blue. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, Blue did good too. Smurda, you did good. Smurda is, uh, Smurda, I don't understand. No, Blue's definitely done his like. part. As, Blue's done his part as well. But uh, yeah, everything looks like it's coming together real, real well. You know, got a lot of pretty cool people that are going to be attending that for 96 hours. I'll be cool. in there as much as possible as well. Yep. So, and, oh, yeah, we actually did, you know, this is, you know, I hate, I, there's no evil way to really, yeah, I know, Josh, it's, it's like listening to a typewriter on steroids. Um, we, <laughs> we actually, typewriter on steroids. We, we went ahead and threw together a small crowdfund just, just simply because, not because I'm expecting, you know, anybody to do anything, but because the Podbean does cost a little bit, it's not a substantial amount, but it is something that, does cost us something so anything that we can get obviously it helps not expected not at all required everything that we do is free um we have a couple of big things that we are working on that we're not allowed to talk about but we are getting i want to really talk about but I we well. i know god it's gonna be so awesome but hopefully we'll be able to talk about that here in the next couple of weeks but other than that Oh, we'll see all you guys in the lore chat tomorrow. And yep, there you go. Josh Josh supports the United Dregs Work Union. So, yep. That being yep. said, Dreg Workers. Sorry, good correction, Josh. So, that being said, we'll see you guys later. And if we don't see you in chat, we will see you next week on Wednesday. Hopefully, if that changes, I will tweet it out and probably spam the crap out of the chat. Well, we'll so, see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. You guys have a good night.